Hey, it's Bethany. Before I get into today's essential rock for leadership, I wanted to give you an update on an exciting new opportunity. So many of you have reached out expressing how overwhelmed you are as leaders, especially you new leaders out there. I hear you. And I'm excited to tell you about my new on-demand course, Leadership on the Rocks, The Survival Guide. In this online course, you'll learn everything you need to know to overcome overwhelm and implement clear strategies and tactics to, one, feel confident, two, create a great work culture, three, develop efficient ways of working, four, produce results, and five, find harmony between your work and home life. Most leadership courses are all theory, but that's not how we roll at Leadership on the Rocks. We'll cover the most essential leadership strategies and tactics that you can implement at work tomorrow. I'll be unlocking the course soon, so be sure to join the waitlist so you can receive all the free resources I'm giving away to help you overcome the overwhelm in leadership. Plus, you'll get your loyal listener discount when the course unlocks. So go to my website, leadershipontherocks.com survivalguide. That's leadershipontherocks.com survivalguide. And click the join the waitlist button or click on the link in the show notes. Seriously, it doesn't matter if I'm talking about fast food chicken, buying paint, going to the doctor's office, or going to work. The leaders and organizations that focus on this are the ones that everybody flocks to be with, whether it's spending their money, their time, or their talents. Leadership on the Rocks podcast, where we equip and empower leaders like you to thrive in and create harmony between your professional and personal lives. I'm your host, Bethany Reese, and in today's episode, we're going to learn how to grow our leadership and our organizations in providing better service. There is a fast food business in the U.S. that has captured the heart of many families. Sure, its food is great and their secret sauce tastes good on just about everything, but it's really not their food that makes them so endearing to so many people. It's their high-quality service. It doesn't matter what restaurant location you're at. You're greeted with a smile, a positive attitude, a helpful demeanor, extremely quick service, and, of course, the heartfelt response of, my pleasure. So what is this beloved restaurant? For those of you that have one in your town, of course you know I'm talking about Chick-fil-A. Why is Chick-fil-A the automatic response to everyone who knows about this restaurant? Because they are so far above and beyond their peers in the fast food industry when it comes to customer service. The way they treat their guests, no matter the restaurant location or staff, it is superior to any other restaurant. They always have plenty of servers present and they are happy to serve you. And they have an extremely quick response to every guest's needs. And they are by far the most efficient restaurant, which cuts the guest wait time tremendously. Yes, when it comes to fast food restaurants, Chick-fil-A is winner, winner, chicken dinner (laughs) when it comes to service. And you know what amazes me most? Honestly, this amazes me. They hire a bunch of teenagers, just like every other fast food joint in town. How is this one restaurant chain able to take the same employee population and render such superior service? Now, it's obviously their servant leadership heart that was established long ago by S. Truett Cathy 
and continues under the leadership of his son, Dan Cathy. In today's episode, we're covering essential rock number seven, service. Service is helping or doing work for the benefit of others. But here's the deal when it comes to service. We know it's important, and we know we need to be servant leaders, but we can't help but think that service and servant leadership really just means that we always have to give in to the will of others, even if their will is wrong. (laughs) Now, I know I used to think that about service and servant leadership, that it was all about being passive, but it's actually the opposite. Service is about action. As Dan Cathy is quoted as saying on the Chick-fil-A website, selfless servant leadership is about action. And the bottom line is that what we say and what we believe will only be as effective as what we're also willing to do. So yeah, service is all about action. And service distinguishes between good and great. Seriously, it doesn't matter if I'm talking about fast food chicken, buying paint, going to the doctor's office, or going to work. The leaders and organizations that focus on service are those that everyone flocks to be with, whether spending their money, their time, or their talents. So to provide quality service, no matter your industry or even leadership role, I believe there are five actions we need to take. The five actions behind great service are one, be present and engaged. Two, be quick to respond. Three, anticipate needs and questions. Four, organize systems and processes for efficiency. And five, have a positive and loving attitude. So if you're multitasking, come back to me because it is my pleasure to serve you with these five actions that will help you grow great service within your leadership and organization. Action number one that provides quality service is to be present and engaged. (laughs) And seriously, this one isn't a complicated concept covered in theory that you have to take a deep dive into. Just be present. And it means to just be visible and mentally engaged with what's going on around you. This means you can't be standing in the hallway or sitting in a meeting and be checking email on your phone or laptop. That's not being present. (laughs) That's just being visible but distracted. To be present, you have to be visible and engaged. Your team, your customers, your stakeholders, they want to see you and engage with you. They're looking to you for leadership, for inspiration, for answers. So the number one action you can take to serve them well is to be visible and engaged. Be present with your people. Now, Chick-fil-A has a ton of people working at each restaurant, and they don't wait for people to come up to them. They engage with you first. They're visible and engaged with all of their guests. And just to be clear, Chick-fil-A doesn't even know I exist, so they're not paying me for this positive endorsement. I'm just an average customer whose eyes are always bent towards looking for examples of great leadership. And Chick-fil-A is truly a great example. Now, for those of you that are drowning in emails and can't get your boots on the ground level, you don't have a time problem. You have a priority problem. Your people are more important than your email. And honestly, they are way more important than those useless meetings that you uh, attend that are disorganized and they don't accomplish anything anyway. Now, if you're distracted, come back to me because I'm about to say something that is life-changing. 
If I could ever give you one piece of advice that carries weight in every area of your life, it's this. Nobody, hear me, nobody owns you. Everything you do is a choice made by you. You own your time. You own your calendar. So choose to schedule your priorities. Block time on your calendar for being present and engaged with your people. And don't let anybody schedule over this time. And at minimum, at least just set an alarm on your phone to remind you to get up out of the chair and walk the floor. Go see your team, your employees, your customers, your stakeholders. Take action and make time to be present and engaged. Okay, if service action number one is to be present and engaged, service action number two in order to provide quality service is to be quick to respond. Now, when things happen, and they always seem to happen, you can serve others well by being quick to respond to the situation. So let me say that again. Those that provide great service are always quick to respond to every situation, good or bad. And you'll be amazed at how easily action number two can happen because of action number one. When you're present and fully engaged, action number one, you'll start seeing things you've never noticed before. You'll quickly start developing like a sixth sense for what's going on around you and you'll become quicker to respond, which is action number two. If you've ever seen the Matrix movies, then you'll remember the moment that the lead character Neo could see the Matrix. He's in the hallway at the end of the first movie and all the Agent Smiths are starting to shoot at him, but he could literally stop the bullets and move around them. Because he was present, he could finally see the Matrix. And therefore, he was able to respond quickly to all of Agent Smith's attacks. Now, (laughs) you and I aren't Neo, and we're not living in the Matrix. But we can develop our skills of taking action with a quick response to all situations. So let me give you an example from my high school administrator days. First, for those of you that don't know, school administrators spend the majority of their days and nights, lots and lots of nights, on duty meaning that we supervise large groups of students and even the public at large at school events. So great administrators that serve their students well, they complete action number one by being fully present and engaged with all the students around them. And because they're fully engaged, they're able to see and make sense of all the attitudes, the feelings, and the behaviors of hundreds of students around them, which allows them to take action number two and respond quickly to all situations, squashing, hopefully squashing, negative situations before they catch fire. Now, (laughs) I can't tell you how many almost fights never came to be because a great administrator was present and quick to respond. And I have to give a shout out here to two of the greatest administrators I've ever had the pleasure of working with. And they are so present and engaged with those kids and they are so quick to respond to everything. So Sarah Dorsey, Criselda Marroquin, Love you. You're amazing. It was a pleasure working with you and witnessing the quality service you provide our children. So now let's take this action and quick response, and let's take it back to service within the business industry. When leaders and organizations are present and engaged with their stakeholders, they don't have to wait on a surprise bombshell. Because they're engaged, they can tell when something's up. (laughs) They can tell when something is or isn't going well. So let's say some employees aren't happy about some sort of mandate. Leaders can know about it and respond quickly because they were present in the conversations that were had about it. They're quick to take action. 
They're quick to, one, listen to the complaints about the mandate, two, clarify any misunderstandings about the mandate, or three, seek clarity from the executives about the mandate and then relay that information back to their employees. Any of these three quick responses provides great service to the employees and as a bonus, it builds loyalty among the team. So I don't wanna just stick to the negative. Let's go with the positive example. Let's say your customers are loving your product, so much so that they're telling their friends about your product and that's amazing, right? That's what you want. Because you're present and engaged with your customers, you sense the growing demand for your product and you're quick to action in preparing for larger orders, which means you need to be quick to respond and making sure production is up to meet the demand and that customer service reps are trained and ready to serve the growing number of customers. And now let's talk about the largest group you serve, your stakeholders at large. And let's go back to a negative example that will probably never happen. (laughs) I'm joking, this happens all the time. So let's say that people are posting inaccurate information about your organization on social media and it's starting to go viral. Now, if you're already present and engaged with your stakeholders on social media, then you will immediately become aware of this misinformation And you're able to take that quick action by responding quickly and squash the misinformation with your own accurate information. The leaders in organizations that are slow to respond are always the ones crucified to public opinion and they suffer great damage to their reputation. So let's recap. To provide quality service, the first two actions are one, be present and engaged. And action number two, be quick to respond. Okay, so far we've talked about being present and engaged and being quick to respond. But service actions three, four, and five, (laughs) they are the creme de la creme, or the very best, of service. And you know why? Because they're proactive. When we get to the point in our relationships and leadership where we can, you know, see around the corner, we are being proactive and we can prepare for situations that lie ahead. And man, oh man, when you are proactive and able to see around the corner, let me tell you, you are the top tier of providing great service for your employees, your customers, and your stakeholders. Now, here's the truth as I know it. It doesn't matter what or who you lead. There's always two commonalities when it comes to service and leadership. You're leading people to complete tasks. So when it comes to leadership, you always need to think about the people side of things and the task side of things. Now, action number three for great service pays attention to the people side of leadership. Action number three, in order to have great service, is that you need to anticipate the needs or questions of others. Now, this is where having a high emotional intelligence really, really separates the good leaders from the great leaders and the good organizations from the great organizations. I want you to think about it this way. When you go out to eat at any restaurant, the absolute best waiters are the ones that refill your glass before it's ever empty, or they put more bread on the table before the last bite has ever been eaten. And guess what? Even Chick-fil-A has team members that walk the floor anticipating the needs of its guests. They proactively refill our drinks. They proactively assist mothers with small children in getting a high chair or sanitizing wipes. As a leader, 
or an organization, think about who it is you're serving. Think about what their needs are, can be, or will be, and then make plans ahead of time so that you can serve those needs or answer those questions. Now, as a leader, you can't always get a heads up on what's coming, but it is possible to get a glimpse around the corner if you just stop your busyness for a minute. Just take a few moments and think. Put yourself in the shoes of your employees, your customers, and your stakeholders. And then think waffle. What are their wants, aspirations, fears, frustrations, loves, expectations? Let me say that again. When you're preparing for service action number three, to anticipate the needs or questions of those you're serving, think waffle. Think about their wants, aspirations, fears, frustrations, loves, and expectations. Because as Brene Brown says, and I've quoted her before, but man, is it true. (laughs) Leaders must either invest in a reasonable amount of time attending to the fears and feelings or squander an unreasonable amount of time trying to manage ineffective and unproductive behavior. So take action to think through and anticipate what your employees' needs or questions are when it comes to that new mandate that was just sent down from the executive suite or maybe how they're feeling towards the end of that big project or, ah, here's one, (laughs) coming back to the office after working remote for two years. That's huge. Anticipate what your customers' problems are. And then tend to them. Help them solve it. Anticipate the needs and questions and meet them before they happen. In other words, that's where your waffle can proactively help you. How can you refill their glass before it ever gets empty? Now, looking at stakeholders, you can anticipate the needs and questions of your stakeholders. Be proactive with the information you know they want and have the answers to the questions you know they're going to ask. And here's a bonus tip. Please listen to this tip. Do not prepare reports for your stakeholders with a ton of words on them. Executive stakeholders, they don't read more than like six lines. So if you're creating a report or making a presentation, just try to use one graphic to tell the whole story or maybe use short, concise bullet points that meet their needs and answer their questions. Stay out of the weeds and stay focused on the big picture with stakeholders. Now, never before in history... Have we been tested with service, especially with actions number one, two, and three, like we have been during the pandemic? When the world shut down, everyone everywhere looked to their leaders for help. Now remember, service is helping others for their benefit. So the leaders that did more than just survive the start of the pandemic were the ones that provided quality service to their stakeholders because they were one, present and engaged, two, quick to respond, and three, they anticipated the needs and questions of their stakeholders. So I'm really curious. I want you to take a minute to think. How did your leaders serve you when the pandemic started? Did they provide quality service? Were they present and engaged? Were they quick to respond? Did they anticipate your needs and your questions? Think about your leadership. And then I want you to turn it around and think about how did you lead? How did you lead your teams? Was servant leadership showcased because you were present and engaged, quick to respond, and you anticipated the needs and questions of your team? If we were talking about football and we were going to watch some game film, that would be the one play I would go watch for everybody's leadership. How did you serve through the beginning of the COVID pandemic? 
like I said earlier, when it comes to leadership, you always need to think about the people side, but there's also the task side. You actually have to accomplish something. So while service action number three to anticipate the needs and questions of others is proactive with serving the people side of whatever it is you do, you got to look at the task side as well. So service action number four, organize systems and processes for efficiency, they take care of that task side. But now as a note, it's also a double dipper. (laughs) Service action number four, double dips, because your organization's level of efficiency makes people happy too. It makes them feel successful. So that's a good thing. Now I want to go back to my comment earlier about Chick-fil-A hiring the same employee population as all the other fast food restaurants, yet they're able to render such superior service. Having worked with teenagers most of my adult life, and now I have one at home, let me reveal two secrets that will serve you well at work and with parenting. Number one, people thrive in structured environments. And two, people will always rise to the level of the expectations placed on them. These are universal truths that I promise you can take to the bank. Y'all, I have literally witnessed countless teenagers act like the model student in one classroom and then become a complete class clown in another classroom down the hallway. And I've seen adults crash and burn in one organization and flourish in another. Structure and expectations are the difference makers in performance. And where there is no structure, things will always fall apart, rendering (laughs) terrible service. So action number four of providing great service is to provide organized systems and processes for efficiency. Now, to really take a deep dive into how to do this, please go back to podcast episode number 18. That explains the how behind essential rock number three, which was systems and processes. But for now, we're just going to take a quick overview. So essentially, systems are the how we work and processes are the what we do for the work. When it comes to systems, think about your industry and your team and define what the most essential elements are needed to accomplish your mission. Those are the systems that you need to design. So for example, while I don't know Chick-fil-A's specific systems, I could take a stab and guess that it would revolve around these elements. One, a quality product. That's how they prepare consistent quality food. Two, customer service. That's how they engage with their guests. Three, environment. That's how their employees and guests operate and develop experiences while in the restaurant. And fourth, probably safety. That's how they provide protection from danger, risk, or injury. Think, you know, germs and wet floors. So taking those systems, Chick-fil-A then creates very specific processes that explain what each employee should do in each system so that Chick-fil-A's expectations for excellent service are actually met. When it comes to the system of preparing a quality product, for example, they probably have a very specific process and steps for how to cook their chicken, as well as how to prepare and even present their food. So here's an easy one just to add to it as another example. When it comes to customer service, there is a very specific process for what their employees say when guests say thank you. The process is to say my pleasure. Now, Chick-fil-A has very specific systems and processes. And like me, if you've ever had to sit in a super long line for hours, you know, maybe to get your COVID test or your COVID vaccine like I did, 
hours. I'm talking hours. <laughs> then like me, you may have had the thought that Chick-fil-A should be running this show because they would go through those lines. Move them quickly, right? They are so good at efficient systems and processes that they would have cut my wait time in half. But here's the thing about Chick-fil-A. Not only are they top-notch with service because of their efficient systems and processes, it's because they have the ability to build the capacity within their employees to run the systems and processes well. Seriously, they're taking a bunch of teenagers who are probably addicted to their phones and TikTok and Lord knows what else, and they use language like, bruh, and hey, you're an op, or all right. <laughs> That's how my teenager talks anyway. And they turn them into well-polished employees. How? Oh, man, that's amazing. You know, I applaud you, Chick-fil-A, for having such amazing structures and very high expectations and for showing the world what teenagers are actually capable of. So if you want to be a servant leader that provides great service for your team, customers, and stakeholders, then build proactive systems and processes and build the capacity within your employees to run those systems and processes. Okay, service actions three and four really have us being proactive by anticipating the needs and questions of the people we serve and building the systems and processes that they need to produce the tasks that we're responsible for. But the final action that produces great service and really seals the deal when it comes to you being a servant leader is action number five. Have a positive and loving attitude. You know, <laughs> Charles Swindle was right when he said that, quote, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. The simple truth is that you can't always control what's happening around you or to you. You can be an extremely proactive leader or just person in general and still experience crisis. Case in point, <laughs> the COVID pandemic. But your attitude makes all the difference in the world when it comes to serving and leading others well. In John Gordon's fable book, The Energy Bus, he talks about how energy is the currency of professional and personal success. And it's the basis for his rule number seven, if you've read the book. His rule number seven says, enthusiasm attracts more passengers and energizes them during the ride. Because as he says later, People are always buying you and your energy. So here's the deal. Your attitude and energy can change the climate of any room, any situation. Because here's the truth. Environments are never neutral. Leaders that have a positive attitude can bring out the absolute best in us. And those with negative attitudes, <laughs> honestly, they bring out the worst. So always choose to have a positive and loving attitude because after all, a rising tide lifts all boats. And this is why service action number five of having a positive and loving attitude is so important. It can literally change the entire experience of others. Be positive because positivity inspires hope for something better. Be loving because love covers a multitude of sin and it builds bridges where there are canyons. Y'all, we live in a crazy world where problems we can't control pop up all the time, but we can always choose our attitude and how to respond to them. So as leaders, don't react to the situation at hand. Don't let your emotions run you. Respond to it. 
by serving your people well with a positive and loving attitude. So I want to talk about an example. I read an article the other day about a couple that uh, doesn't go out to eat much, but they they went out and they were going to spend money at this nice restaurant. All right, so they went to the restaurant and honestly, everything went wrong during their dining experience. The restaurant ran out of menu items. The kitchen took forever to prepare their meal. And then when their meal came out, it was wrong. Now, at the end of the experience, the couple paid their bill and they were leaving the restaurant. And the manager escorted them out, apologizing for all the mishaps. And here's what the couple responded. They said, yeah, a lot of things went wrong tonight. But the one thing that went right was the service we received from our waiter. They acknowledged that the waiter couldn't control the menu or the kitchen mishaps, but their waiter had a positive attitude in attending to them throughout the whole situation, and they said that his service was top-notch. They even left him a $50 tip. So if you want to serve others well, always choose to have a positive and loving attitude. To recap everything we've covered in Essential Rock number 7 for service, Our goal in our profession, no matter what industry we're in, should be to serve our customers and stakeholders well. And our goal in leadership, no matter our title or level of influence, should be to serve our team and employees well. Providing great service doesn't mean you have to give in to every crazy demand for your stakeholder. (laughs) For example, let's go with parenting. I'm not going to give my 12-year-old social media access just because she wants it. That would hurt her more than help her, and that's not providing great service. What service does mean is that you take action concerning the essential rocks that you believe and value. So service is about taking action to help or benefit others. And to provide quality service, no matter your industry or leadership role, I believe there are five actions we need to take. The five actions behind great service and servant leadership, too, are one, Be present and engaged. Two, be quick to respond. Three, anticipate needs and questions. Four, organize systems and processes for efficiency. And five, have a positive and loving attitude. As leaders, we're here to serve those in our care. And that means we are others focused. So be present and engaged with others and let them know that you see them. Be quick to respond in all situations so they feel informed and safe. Anticipate their needs and questions to provide what they need before they need it. Organize systems and processes for efficiency because people will always thrive in structure and rise to the level of expectations. Have a positive and loving attitude to shift the culture and environment they're in. And remember, as an organization and leader, It's our pleasure to serve you. Until next time, continue putting in the work of building your life and leadership on the rocks, the essential rocks. God bless. Remember, the most essential rock you can build your life and leadership on is the rock of Jesus Christ. Today's Bible verse comes from Mark chapter 10, verses 43b. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant.